0: You're listening to Winged Wisdom. Thank you to the following sponsors Siren Shotguns, the world's finest line of shotguns and accessories created for the lady competitor, huntress, and shotgun enthusiast. Animal Connections, keep their tails wagging with healthy pet food. Voted coolest pet store in America and located at 933. Second Street Southeast in Charlottesville, Virginia. Woods and Waters Magazine, a monthly magazine that covers fishing, hunting, boating, outdoor gear, kayaking, shooting, bird dogs, and so much more. Central Virginia Sporting Clays, located in Palmyra, Virginia, and offering a 14 station walk around wobble and five stand. Old Forge Sporting Clays, located in Providence Forge, Virginia, and offering 16-station walkaround wobble, and five-stand. Both clay courses are open year-round and available for your next fundraiser or great event. This is Winged Wisdom. Hi everyone, my name is Kate Onstrom, and I am your host of Winged Wisdom a podcast that highlights exciting and engaging interviews for anyone and everyone that loves sporting clays and wing shooting. Today, we're going to be chatting with Darren Strickland, Upland operations manager and guide at Little George Rod and Gun. If you enjoy what you hear, please share and make sure to follow us on social media under Virginia shooting sports. <laughs> This week's two minute tip is actually gonna be the first of a multi-part series. We are gonna go down that rabbit hole known as choke tube selection. So the reason for such a multi-part series is because there's chokes for clay and of course there's chokes for quarry or game. We're gonna start out just basically going over about choke selection. Your choke selection for sporting clays is determined by a couple of different things. Target presentation, target vulnerability, and target distance. Target presentation is basically how much surface area is presented to the shooter. With that presentation, is the bird rising? Is it falling? Is it left? Is it right? Is it belly on, edge on, back lip, dome on? A lot of things to consider. Target vulnerability, how easy is it to break the surface on that target? The two profiles that are easiest to break is when you've got the belly on, basically a big fat teal with the orange side facing you. And then the back lip, basically when you've got the profile of the belly, but the back of the bird is kind of popped up a little bit to you two easiest it just requires the least amount of BBs to be able to shatter the bird target distance of course what distance is that target and that's really critical when you're dealing with chokes so you want to make sure that you're kind of picking out your chokes based on again target presentation vulnerability and distance now most of the time Cracking guns, you're going to easily get away with modified something in the top, whether it's a modified, a light mod, something in there, an improved cylinder in the bottom. Be sure to tune in to next week's tip while we explore a little further into exactly why. Welcome everybody to Winged Wisdom. Yay. This is our second episode with our fabulous co host Miss Riley Bass while she's home from college. Love having her being able to co-host with us. Um, just think it's going to be much more interesting, engaging. Not that everyone doesn't just totally love listening to me <laughs> on and on and on, but Riley is definitely a breath of fresh air. So um Riley are you doing anything fun and interesting in this next week or two and shooting or
1: I'm competing in an outdoor match actually in Virginia and in Goochland which is cool so oh, I'll sweet, be right at, right there, yeah. yeah I'll be at Tucker Park which is really fun and a couple of my Jamie teammates are coming down so we'll be oh, repping nice. the purple and gold in Goochland which is awesome I'm so yay great. yay
0: well Riley we've We've got a really awesome guest today. Who who do we have? Tell everybody who we are expected in in the uh, podcast room with us.
1: In today's episode of Winged Wisdom, we've got Mr. Darren Strickland, who is the Upland Operations Manager and Guide at Little George Rod and Gun in Buckingham County. In addition to overseeing the 1,000-acre preserve and its everyday demands, Darren hosts bird dog trainings with the Rick Smith Method. Mr. Strickland ensures that the tradition of the Upland experience continues with his three children who handle five or more junior hunter passes over both his family's Vichlas and Klein's dogs.
0: All right, Darren, welcome to the podcast. That's quite an intro.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: So nice this, this this is definitely um, a podcast that I have been looking for. I've had the opportunity over the past two seasons to come out to Little George with clients um, and either just work as assistant guide with my own dogs or just, you know, with various events and things like that. How did you get hooked up dealt with Little George?
2: Uh, it was a college friend, actually. Um, we had, I, I'd had a temporary stay at another place and um, it just, it wasn't going well and I was, uh, Thinking about just going hunting. <laughs> right? And, uh, and he said, no, you really have to go by and see it. And, and uh, there was actually a field trial event on the other side of Buckingham County, and I decided to pump the brakes and kind of view it from a distance. And and you know, the Chelsea track of, of Little George, yeah. that's, that's part of that's up against the road. And I said, oh my word, if they only had that track, then I'm in. <laughs> right. And lo and behold, that's, that was the main spot that he wanted to offer the upland operation and um and we uh started the conversation then and there and, and uh took us about and never look back never look back we haven't quite finished but we haven't looked back so
0: what are the different opportunities for hunting for i mean i am well well aware of what's out there and love seeing day by day everything that you guys are adding on but for our listeners that may not be familiar with Little George Rod and Gun located out in Buckingham County. What what can they expect if they call you up and say, hey, I like to shoot birds. What do you have?
2: <laughs> we have birds to shoot. Uh, <laughs> we, we do things a little differently and, and it's by design. Um, I cut my teeth at, at well, at first I cut it at Oakland Preserve, Dave Conference. It was one of the original um, shooting preserves uh-huh. and uh, from there we went to Blandfield and and Virginia' is unique where we, we have a really neat diverse preserve system and um, I was more comfortable with uh, with the corporate style hunt where, where you have uh, four to six guns coming in and, and, and more of a uh, a laid back style hunt but when we're hunting hunt more more uh, more more actively. Um, having spent a lot of time out in North Dakota, I, I just didn't want to do a, another shooting preserve type hunt.
0: So um, with, would you say this is for, you know, someone that says, I think today I'd like to try upland hunting and calls you up, or is this geared more towards the the guys and girls that have been out with experience, maybe more, a little bit more accomplished wing shooter?
2: Uh, you're going to need to be upfront with your skill level to come out with us, and, and also your your, your abilities. Um, we, uh, we do take first-time kiddos out and, and things like that, but um, we really slow down the hunt for that. Um, uh, Little George, just by, by its topography, is, it has a lot of rolling hills, um, and we've been putting out a lot of early pheasant. Um, and those pheasant, they, they, they seem to find their home. And um, my, my middle dog, Luna, in particular, she, she's become quite the pheasant dog. And so uh, I turned her into more of a uh, less steady to wing and shot dog and, and, and go out and pin that pheasant down to provoke that flush. Uh, you okay. need a, a more advanced gun, someone who's been there and done that, who's, who's done a little bit of wild bird shooting, who, who's kind of graduated from from some of your classes and, and, and is really comfortable. Thank you for and, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone who knows the lingo and, and, and understands, you know, some of the inherent dangers when you're not working with a dog that uh, is going to be steady to wing and shot. Um, now, I, I do have, have some other dogs that are steady to wing and shot, but um, there is an excitement about a dog that can, can run out there and gr- beat that pheasant halfway and bring him, bring him out to the air for you to grab.
0: Okay, Nice. Nice, so if, um, I know you guys have Dove Club firing up again
2: for this fall. We do, and uh, it, it is fun. Um, we, we, the, the owners, Castle and, and Tucker Adamson, they, they're, they're of the opinion, if it's not fun, we're not gonna do it, um, which it's <laughs> easy for me. Um, yeah. we, we start off Labor Day um, and uh, usually with a barbecue, Lunch, um, go out to the fields. We we hunt on an island, Gregory Island. It's the second largest island in the James River chain, um, and it's allowed us to make a couple mistakes, and the birds still come in. Um, oh, nice! It, it's just a natural thoroughfare, and um, that's where about forty of our guns will go. And then we have um, up by the farmhouse. We have usually a sorghum field or, or a sunflower field up there, and uh, about 10 guns. Usually someone needs to leave early or is coming in late, they'll, they'll set up camp there. And over in our Chelsea track, we'll, we'll send another 15 people over there. Um, and it makes it nice because there, there's three places the birds want to go and and we keep that volley going. Um, it really becomes a gauntlet down on the island, but it's, it's a nice volley. And um, Labor Day, we'll, we'll have a good chunk of our guns, get their limit. The second one, the birds are a little bit wiser, especially coming off the island and uh and the, the third uh hunt is more laid back people kind of come and go as as they want to um that second hunt will have uh we'll have usually bluegrass band or country band nice and, wow and, and tucker uh really puts on a nice spread uh, last year we had some some brisket to die for um bird cleaning station um and of course we we carry everybody around in those uh decommissioned british land rovers of ours there
0: yeah those are awesome i've almost learned how to drive
2: those things (laughs) you're better than i am i I, I told castle when he he imported them over i was like well who's going to be the full-time mechanic and and that is a running joke uh those things do need to be uh maintained
0: yeah i can imagine
1: I've had the opportunity to go out to Little George once or twice, and the dove hunts are new to me, but I have seen a bunch of the other opportunities that you guys have, such as the amazing cars that you get to drive around. Do you mind telling the audience what other opportunities Little George has to offer?
2: Well, we're mainly an Upland and the Dove Club. We just uh, acquired another 11 acres to the eastern side. It's up against the island, Um, and we are in touch with uh, Blue Mountain Drift, uh, a guide locally there and, and uh we're going to start offering some day stays there end your day in the cabin uh for oh, Cool! Uh, wow for how, how many
0: does the cabin sleep
2: it's three it's 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 um it's rustic it's not as it's not as uh glamorous a, as the farmhouse um yeah the farmhouse is pretty it nice is beautiful, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it has a great view you're sitting right on the bluff of the james river and and uh, it, oh, the
0: cabin does. That's gorgeous. Yeah, it's
2: it's all the way back in the woods. So river this time of year kind of peekaboo's through the uh, through the tree canopy, and, and uh, there's about a hundred acres. Um, I'm sorry, there's about an acre of uh, of ground down there that's easy for letting in, or if someone wanted to camp over over being in the cabin.
0: Oh, cool. So that's that's a currently offered opportunity or coming in the future.
2: We're going to, have, I think we're going to have several this, this summer. Um, oh, that soon. Okay. Awesome. It's, it's, um, Mike at, uh, at Blue Mountain's been out to the place and done several things with Andy and our uh, American Jake program. And, and okay. We'll come out there with, uh, with Sarah and, and throw a line and stuff. So he, he's, he's gotten to know the property and he already knows the river. He's been doing it for a long
0: time. That's, that's fantastic. So if somebody is truly looking to chase, um, you know, I, I know it is in your descriptor of little George, but almost wild pheasants. Um, I certainly tell everybody that if you are looking for the closest thing to a wild pheasant hunt this side of the Mississippi, then just head to Buckingham. Um, but it sounds like you've got the pheasant. Um, how, how are the quail holding? You still
2: have some wild whale? We do. Um, we usually scare them off after the first couple of hunts. Um, the first couple of years, it was nice. Uh, the owner and I would, would take the opportunity to, to hunt exclusively wild birds, but they're they're not dependable. And, yeah. Um, you know, you get someone out there who who really wants to exercise their trigger finger. Um, you're gonna you're gonna need exercise to going
0: yourself more than your finger.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Um, and. And you know, a lot of our birds are, are pre-released, so they covey up and, and uh, they get larger. We do a lot of feeding out there to keep our birds in bounds. Um, and every now and again, you know, dog will go on point and birds blow out, and you'll know the difference. You'll, you'll Yeah, because they're in Scottsville before the you know before the guns get up.
0: Um, yeah, that's that's one big thing. I make sure I let my clients know when we're headed over there that um, one in all seriousness, wear the proper footwear, because you're going to need it, um, to make sure that you are physically capable of, even though we drive out to the hunt fields and the rovers, um, you got to be on the ground
2: to get the birds. And, you know, you not- know pheasants have that, they, they've got nine-inch legs, and they're going to use them. That's their best. Every, thing. every bet, yeah. And um, we keep it nice and woolly out there so, so that those birds stay. Um, you know, when we do a release, I, I feel like I'm a boat captain chumming out, you know, doing <laughs> the chum line, because the hawks know, know what that buggy means. And, and oh, yeah, they do. If those, those pheasants don't have good cover, they're not going to be around. And if they don't have food, they're not going to stay. So. Yeah,
0: and I, I love the fact that there, there has yet to be a hunt out there that we didn't have at least probably three to five very different opportunities at multiple pheasants within the same five minutes. I mean, we'd, we'd hit a point, flush a bird, sometimes two birds at a time. The dog would, you know, 30 seconds to a minute later, hit another point, hit another pheasant. I think one one time at the beginning of last season, what did we have on our first flush? I think it was like six or seven pheasant um and it was just kind of overwhelming because the guns were literally just standing there watching cockbirds and hens bust out they'd kind of got if you remember up in that one little draw
2: um yeah and you know it's it's really neat i, I think the the roosters will, will kind of find their little draw and and the hens kind of bounce around but the, but they all need to come back to the to the middle uh the chelsea track was uh destined to be a subdivision kind of many uh gentleman farms and mm. you know these 11 to to nine acre uh, type home sites and, and so that's yeah. going to be the backbone of the subdivision that, that took you all the way to the river and so I just crack a bag of 50 pound sorghum and I let it rip every couple of weeks and and the birds get to know just it keep them there they'll you know we can kick them out but they'll come back and sometimes um they're there and sometimes they're not but um, we usually we usually find them not not far away. Nice. Yeah
0: um, I I have to say you do an excellent job of kind of being able to say you know let's look we've we've busted those birds up we need to let them just settle down for a second. Um, Let's just kind of take a take a peek over here and see what's on this tract and you know that way you're not pushing the birds with so much pressure that you're going to bust them over, like I said at Scottsville.
2: Right. Um, it, it, and I do that, especially with the quail. You're going to get less and less returns. If you get a covey of, you know, six, eight, 10 that come up and you have a gun that's not used to that, they'll say, Well, Darren, the, the bird landed 100 yards over that way. Well, that, that's not going to be as fun. I, we're going to have more fun finding another full group of birds that, that haven't already um, yeah. blown off. And uh, we've got enough ground to do it. Um, and it's just more fun that way yeah
1: well um mr darren as a guide as well at little george you have your own dogs that you use um what can you want to tell us more about your vishlas that you have
2: i have uh three vishlas right now um Bree's my oldest i think she's getting near seven um and then luna is four years old and rua is uh, she's about 15 not she's 13 months now um I, I didn't went, realize she was that young. Yeah, she, um she's a little spitfire. Um, yeah, and, you, uh, can,
0: you can go ahead and tell everybody very proudly <laughs> the title that is now on that puppy. <laughs> uh,
2: well, she, she won the um, Beastful Club of America um, National Gun Dog Puppy Classic. Uh, that yeah, that is awesome. And uh, it almost didn't happen. Um, you know, she, she, oh, really? Yeah, she was just being a puppy and wanting to play with bracemates, and and I just thought the dog needed to rest, but Eastwood Nationals just happened to be in Virginia, and I, I wanted to go down and see some people I hadn't seen in a while, and, you know, if, if worse came to worse, at least I, I donated some money towards the event, Right. <laughs> and uh, she, she had a day, and um, then she went went on to Derby Dog. She, she achieved her two points that I was looking for in puppy, and, and then she- Won the next two derby dogs so she she has her juvenile points i'll i'll revert to an amateur here in september and then i'm hoping to collect a a derby point or two for her before she ages out
0: and what what made you pick vishlas
2: uh they were picked for me (laughs) oh seriously Uh, yeah the first Vishla i saw was a christmas present sitting on my bed
0: Um, oh no wait did jane get that for you or um
2: it was my first wife and uh oh, sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> was my first wife and, and what she had seen was uh i had a friend who had went out and uh bought two broke english pointers and okay. as good as hundreds as they were they were just aloof dogs and she wanted something different so she went out and turned christmas present into damage control oh wow yeah and, um Ever since then, it's been female visualism. Okay. You've never had Now, Have you bred any of your girls? I, I never was too young, but. I have not, but um, I've always said that if I had magic in the bottle, I, I would consider it. And, right.
0: Well, uh, you might, you might have that magic sitting there beside you.
2: Well, I took on a, on a storefront name and that's about all it is right now. It's storefront. And what,
0: uh, oh, the, the name for your kennel.
2: Right. It's it's called Copper Doll. And okay.
0: Now, why why that?
2: So Copper Doll is, depending on where you grew up, is it's a hill in North Dakota. Okay. It flanked the west side of Dave Pontres Camp, that uh, place that I summered for, for nine seasons.
0: Okay, and so that has a lot of meaning for you.
2: Yeah, it does, and um, and it wasn't just that it was there and it kind of was was at the top of the camp. Um, my chore at the end of the day was, was to, to go water the horses and feed the horses. It was just on the other side of a, of a, a line of popple trees. And when you have about 40, 50 bird dogs in camp, um, there wow. is not a quiet moment. Um, no. But after you feed those dogs and they know that the ATVs aren't running, the horses are put away, it's quiet. And wow. you get to walk out there. And you see the beauty of, of North Dakota prairie over top of this hill. Um, it's kind of a good point in time to, you know, grab a drink, feed the horses, and just watch the sunset and decide what you're going to do for the next day. And um, you know, Dave passed away last fall. Yeah. Uh, so that, that kind of changed my dynamics and I said, you know, it's, it's a new day and, and, and that's kind of what always resonated with me with uh, training dogs, which is kind of sitting out there, you know, watching the sunset and going, all right, this, this is what we need to do tomorrow and this, is, this dog needs this tomorrow and, and what we're going to do. So, um, so that, you know, a lot
0: of, um, a lot of meaning, you know, sentimental carries Dave um your love for going out west. I mean just sounds like that was a perfect batch. Yeah.
2: And and it's spelled with a K. Mm And you know, Vishlas of course are are that kind of copper color and I'd like to think all three of them are dolls in their own right, even though it's it's not (laughs) I'm sure they would tell you they were. (laughs) Legend has it that a teenage uh John Wayne put down the fence post on Copper Doll Hill. Um that's been, oh, wow. it, it's been debunked and, but not quite, no one really knows, but uh, I'd like to think it. It's still a good story. Still, still a great story.
0: Now you, um, you still go out, out towards Dakota and I know um, the past couple of seasons you usually disappear for about a month or so.
2: Yes, I, I have not seen my home state turn from September to October for nine years.
0: <laughs> That's not a bad thing, because we're still pretty
2: hot in September. Oh, I the, the best thing to do is sit around a campfire up in Minnesota or North Dakota and check the weather.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's mean.
2: <laughs> um, it is. It, it really is. Um, I was already segueing over from, from training uh, dogs to just, just going out there to hunt and, and uh, get my dogs and, and a couple of friends' dogs. Um, Nice and trained up for, for the upcoming season, and um, we added Minnesota uh, into there. This will be the third season for me, and uh, that's another special place now for me uh, hunting. Okay. Uh-huh.
0: And why? Why that
2: particular trap? Well, it, it's crazy because when you're in, we're in the Chippewa, you're, you're hunting. You know this thick wooded area and you're hunting uh, rough grouse and woodcock. Okay. Uh, and I'm three hours away from the prairie where you're hunting totally different species. And uh, it's really fun, to, to the challenge of, of going after these different birds and, and, and the different nuances. And Yeah, having uh, just
0: uh, a few uh, hours apart, that's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. So, wow. it, and what I'll do at, out in, uh, in Minnesota is... is uh, I'll haul the dogs out and a couple of local guys will, will fly into the Minji and I'll pick them up there. And, uh, and how
0: gonna... many are you running in? Um, how many guys are you running in camp?
2: Um, we've had as many as three. Actually, one of them's a, a, a friend of mine now from uh, Minnesota. And, uh, and then I go into his dad's uh, pheasant camp out in uh, Western uh, North Dakota after I send the boys back home. Okay. <laughs>
0: So, um, you're. I take it you're gonna disappear again this this fall.
2: I, I am hoping to. Um, <laughs> it, is Rua gonna head out with you? I doubt it. I'm looking for different things from this dog, and and um, she, she's a big runner. She wouldn't have fun in the Chippewa. Um, no, not and not all that probably, She'd probably chase the pheasant into Montana right now. So.
0: Oh, really. <laughs> she <laughs> is such a well put together little dog.
2: She is a fun dog and, um, you know, I, her breeder actually is a, is a UVA grad who, who moved out to Washington state to chase the birds. And, um, I was looking at an Alpine Vishla because of, of, of a lot of her picks and, and, and where she was gravitating to was the Nabdescene and, and these dogs need to be more water ready than typically a lot of the Vishla lines are. And, um, they're just like children. They come out the way they're going to come out, and 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 Rua says, I, "I'm going to be a field trial dog." <laughs> oh, okay. So um, we we haven't really seen her uh, jump in the river like like some of these uh, bumper chasing alpine dogs do, but uh, right now she's we're, we're focusing on on uh, on AKC field trials.
0: Okay, That yeah, Kai, I got a, a cute video of him and the pond here recently and he looks fabulous swimming out <laughs> towards the bumper but when he comes back he looks like a total idiot like he just paws flailing in front of him just I mean a big hot mess I don't I don't get it he needs to clean up the return <laughs> he tries though he, yeah. he tries he's a that good sounds player. like every
2: beach lob had though
0: um yeah he's he's just a goofball but um so you're a um you're a huntsmith disciple
2: yay i am um Um, you know we we just lost rick to montana i don't that's kind of well he
0: yeah i know he's still here he's we're hanging on to him for a little bit but yeah he's he's packing up he and his wife and they're headed west yeah yeah can't Um, blame him.
2: (laughs) yeah we'll see how the winter goes
0: (laughs) yeah that's true but uh, yeah, I true. did. I
2: did fifteen Rick Smith seminars. Good lord! Um, how in the world did you? I mean, why? Well, uh, first of all, you, there wasn't a time I didn't learn a lot at a Rick Smith. seminar. Yeah, this it is true. Matter, it doesn't matter how many times you go. Um, but what happened was I was I was still at that first job out of college, not making much money, and uh, Rick said, "You know, you got to come back. I think I think you get it," and. Uh, and right back then $250 was a lot yeah <laughs> and so I was working part-time for a t-shirt company and and I suggested that I that I make up a logo for him and sell t-shirts and pay him on Sunday oh cool and
1: that's a really cool beginning that's very cool
2: well Rick didn't get it oh, <laughs> he didn't? It, it was a long pause on the phone and he said, you're going to do what? <laughs> and I said, I'm said i going to bring up about 48 T-shirts, and I'm going to sell them, and I'll pay you on Sunday. And he said, how about this? And I think he kind of smelt the poverty in there. And he said, you, you give one to me, one to my wife, one to Dave, and one to his wife. And he said, we'll see how it goes. Uh, that Friday <laughs> night, I was sold out.
0: Wow! I bet I, I was, I'd buy a Rick Smith T-shirt in the heartbeat. I mean, we're Hunt Smith disciples ourselves, and just love any opportunity. I just I'm super jealous. You got to go fifteen different seminars.
2: I've only been to one. Two of them were uh, intermediate, and two of them were were advanced. And um, Rick kind of stopped his seminar because he looked around and saw thirty some odd people wearing his 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 namesake shirt. <laughs> And, and he says, Darren, he is, as long as you're selling shirts and, and helping me out with the birds and stuff, you're welcome to come. That is fantastic. So. He, you
0: know, he is so salt of the earth, genuinely kind. Um, you know, I, I remember the first time I was up the road here and he, he walked up and um, came right up to me. And I just, kept, I remember looking at him going, oh my God, that's Rick Smith. That's Rick Smith. Yes. Why does he know my name? Why, why is he acting like I met him before? And I, I think I met him in passing at like a rough grouse dinner. Or, I don't know. I, I know that I briefly met him, but he, he remembered me and he remembered my name and he just spoke to me like, you know, just good friends. I he mean, it's fantastic.
2: He really is all that. Um, and, and so is the, so the whole family. Um, yeah. I, actually, I talked to Ronnie Smith today and, um they're just great guys I guess it's the that Oklahoma it's good old
0: Oklahoma boys
2: yep uh, and um, um and and another highlight was um Rick Rick had double booked and and, and Delmar was coming out to uh, line country supply for for one of his seminars for I think that was one of their anniversaries and he asked if I would jump up there and train with his dad I mean the legend so um, I got to meet Delmar. I, I met him twice as well. So the, the whole family. Oh, wow. They're incredible. Um, if, if you get a chance, um, uh, go to Rick Smith Seminar. It is a kindergarten to college bird dog training event. It is. And you won't grab it all. There's just too much to grab.
0: I know. Uh, I, I keep my schedule is insane. Um, I keep seeing, you know, there's there's a place up towards um, in New York that he goes to, um, you know, he, he gets together with Jordan Wells, um, who's another Hunt Smith disciple, who has just really nailed down um, this force fetch training with bumpers. And uh, there's other opportunities out there, but finding time in my schedule, I mean, I, I feel like I'm gonna have to lock it out. I just, I'm so jealous. You've been to 15, I've been to one. <laughs>
2: And the crazy thing, and Dave told me this because Dave Dave used to host. And he said, "This is a living, breathing system. Uh, the beauty of it is is Rick is hopscotching all across the country. And most of his hosts are pros in their own right, and there's yeah. little nuances and little changes. And and what Delmar was doing with 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 the the book when it came out is not the same thing Rick and Ronnie are doing." Um, and it's, they've evolved and, and, and they continue to evolve and it it just gets more and more refined. I know, I
0: know, but still just staying with the, some, sometimes when he gives you an idea or tells you what to do with your dog to, you know, correct a behavior or to get to a point that you're, you're seeking, you're just like, God, he makes it just look so effortless. (laughs) It's just... It's so easy and it seems so basic, but when he does it, it's, I mean, it, dog whisperer, absolute it, dog whisperer. It's all that.
2: It really is. All yeah. That.
1: With your love for the training, have your kids become handlers in Huntsmith?
2: Um, so my kids are, what one remains to be seen, but um uh, <laughs> my my oldest is 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 the fairest of day hunters if, if there's nothing okay. else going on and the weather's right he'll, he'll go out and he's a heck of a shot much better shot than i am oh wow um, you're a pretty good then, shot um he's a much better shot than i am <laughs> uh, but my my middle child is a vegetarian so there's there's not uh, much hunt in that no nope. uh, and then like uh, the youngest at 12 but what I wanted to do with them was to not be counterproductive with what I was doing. Um, okay, that makes sense. And, and it's it's really rewarding because there's these big orange ribbons at the end of a junior hunter uh, for yeah. to walk away with. Um, so Afton, uh, my middle child, she put on six passes at 11. Um, and then Kenzie, her first four passes were at age nine. Um, age nine? Yeah, it. Uh, uh, it she, was, she was probably at the belt loop of, of the, the bracemate handler that she was up against. And uh, <laughs> she goes over the hill at, at this place and, and you're not allowed to follow them into the bird hill or bird field. And okay. uh, we, we hear five shots. So, so I think, you know, my, my girl's in the game, and uh, she comes back, and the uh, dog comes up over the hill, and, and I said, well, how many shots were yours? She said, all five, <laughs> 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 and uh, so this guy comes over the hill right behind her, and he looks over at his buddy, he said, I just got my butt beat by a nine-year-old. <laughs> oh my
1: god,
0: that, <laughs> that poor guy, <laughs> he never saw a coming.
2: <laughs> well, and, and it, the, the funny thing was his buddy ended up pretty much the same thing happened to him uh, a couple um, hunt tests later. <laughs> so, um, like, but,
0: Kenzie
2: again? yeah, had Kenzie again and Luna and, uh, they, they were just on their game that day. So
0: that's awesome. So you think Kenzie will stick
2: with that? I think she will. She's actually done some, um, some guiding. We kind of have a a modern family and she likes to take out uh, family and, and and show her stuff with her dogs and nice and, and that's so, awesome so uh, so yeah I like to keep them in the game and who knows where it's going to go. Um, it looks really nice on your resume that you've that's you know seven, eight, nine, ten 10 test passes under your belt uh, so. It's yeah, especially,
0: yeah. especially at that age and with that amount of success.
2: Yep, it's, it's fine. Um, I'm looking at a couple of her ribbons right now and there's, there's nothing but good family fun.
0: <laughs> that, um, does Jane, does she shoot? Uh, I know she, I've seen her, I've seen her out at AKC test with you guys.
2: Um, she, um, she, she'll pull the trigger. She she's actually gone quail hunting down in Florida with me before. Oh wow, you gotta um, do it, do it right. Yeah. Um and um she actually uh we had a kind of a mix up in in, in junior hunter test so she handled uh Rua for the first time and got a pass. So, oh sweet. But she's Vishla mama and um she, she does the summer training. She's she's a runner and uh she keeps dogs nice and fit.
0: Oh that's perfect. See, the whole family's involved
2: pretty much. Yeah, it's good stuff. And, and the funny thing was when, when Jane and I got together. She, she wanted me to cancel the Viula program. She thought that they were just too, uh, too needy. They, they needed to be by their people all the time. She, <laughs> she wanted a, a lab that would you know sit in the corner in its own dog bed and:
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, Vihals definitely are a, another velcro breed, just like our GSPs. I mean, they just they've got to be with you.
2: They are miserable without their people.:
0: Yep, not good yep. kennel dogs. No, <laughs> definitely not. So, well, Darren, what um, kind of circling back around to Little George, um, what is it that you guys are, are going to be offering coming up? Anything, um, you know, as far as like the Dove Club? Is there still room to jump in on the Dove Club? And, you know, what are some of the particulars for that? And
2: I think there are. we're we're at about 50 percent um okay so it is filling up it is filling up um and that's again three dates that'd be labor day monday and the next two saturdays um we have a little bit of a incentive for our returning members and uh, we are very youth inclusive um just anybody's guessing i know a lot of the dove clubs kind of around here frown a little bit on the youth inclusion but we are very much about them being a part of it, as long as they're with their, their adult on, on that certain uh, peg, but uh, we welcome them, and we do a special training for them on that first day to make sure that they're, they're dialed in a little bit.
1: So what does that training look like for the youth? I grew up in 4-H, and a lot of the kids that I know don't really get that experience out in the field as much as they'd hope to, so what does that look like for youth?
2: Well, Annie, um, she, she's uh, the owner's 16-year-old. She has her own program, and she's she's really taken off. Um, yeah, Annie's on fire right now. She will, um, she'll take a, a, a group of teenagers out there, and they'll do kind of a day where they sit down and they talk about, you know, what to expect on the dove shoot, and they'll go out in the shooting clay range and uh, platform and, and, and kind of go over it, break the ice there. Um, we have Henry Baskerville come out the day of and invite kids to come a couple hours early and and uh, mo- it's mostly about trying to get them
0: over the jitters and all that Get them
2: over the jitters and, and then henry will, will reinforce that afterwards um, when we gather everybody up um, yeah so um it, it's it's really neat when you see a kid take that first bird
0: yeah and they um so what how much is the dove club how do they get signed up and if somebody has a young son or daughter or niece or nephew or you know the, the neighbor's kid really wants to get into dove hunting what what can they expect for the kids portion
2: well through, through liability you know it needs to be with, with a generally with a parent um, okay but w- what we do is we greatly reduce the kid entry fee and that that's that's a hundred dollars um, are oh, Wow. So, um and that comes with the swag and the three meals and all that good stuff so yeah.
0: so it's a hundred bucks for all three hunts no, that's
2: for for the child
0: for the for the child for all three hunts right if,
2: right and, and,
0: and holy and, cow that is a deal that's a good
1: yeah, deal we'll, do we'll, so what if
0: this. i what if i um what what's the term what if i recognize myself as a 16 year old is that possible
2: yeah, no maybe asked. not <laughs> um, but uh yeah so dad's gonna pay quite a bit more um obviously yeah. um I, I yeah but it's
0: still a great price for everything that's included
2: right for, for the kids because we just we just want to pay for costs for kids um you know, you know with with what annie's doing we're really about getting that next generation in and comfortable out out in the outdoor sports and um, yeah and that kind of follows you know what, what we've been saying all along
0: that's awesome so Dove Club, still got memberships. Um, where, where do they need to go to get more information
2: or to sign up? On our website at uh, www.littlegeorgerodngun.com. And uh, you'll see Perfect. my name down there, a uh, number, you'll see Tucker's. If you, if you need a little bit more information on that, we're happy to give that out.
0: Um, All right. And then um, you guys are on social media. Um, I know I. I definitely follow. I think Riley follows. Where Where can we find you on social?
2: We're at Little George VA on Instagram. That's kind of our our main drumbeat, and then uh, we visit. We've had a Facebook page as well, and we need to put an album out to kind of show the progress of the grounds, or we just had a really great hunt, um, a lot of pictures. We'll throw those up on Facebook. Gotcha.
0: And um, for your kennel, do you does Copperdell have its own Insta
2: or Facebook yet? We just put one up and um, right now all it is is a, a brag page for Darren. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. And for anybody wondering how you spell Copper Doll, it's K O P P E R D A H uh, L. Um, Copper Doll Vishless, V-I, it's V I Z S L A, right? Right. Okay, perfect. All right. Um, and I know I've got some stuff coming up with you guys. Um, we have just set the date for the ladies shoot and sip. This is our annual event, very sought after. Fifteen lucky ladies will be able to come out from ten to two to Little George. Um, we're going to break you up in three groups after a great safety meeting and introduction of the staff for the day, and give out some swag to everybody and. Um, some of the ladies will head out on the rovers and do a tour of the, the grounds. Um, was it like two miles of river frontage out there or something?
2: It is, so. and they are looking better than you've ever seen them. Um, it's probably oh, really? the next announcement. Um, we're gonna have the Mid-Atlantic Rover Association out in October. For an event oh, that's
1: awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, been,
2: they have been plucking away and we're finding trails we didn't even know we had and, um, that farm was the largest event in north america for land rover enthusiasts um, some 20 years ago and uh, they just so renewed, they're bringing it back they just renewed the relationship um, as the upland hunting uh, manager i hope it doesn't get that big but <laughs> um, <laughs> But it sounds like it's going to be fun and those guys have been working monthly to, to just open up some grounds and and uh, making awesome. make a better ride and i think our horses and our dogs will, will benefit from that
0: well yeah and so our our ladies will get to benefit from all those new trails being opened up and do a little four-wheel drive experience um and then rotate into um some shooting with me at the ravine platform Um, shotguns, of course, courtesy of the fabulous Siren Italian women's shotguns, and they're going to send some swag and some great prizes um, for us to raffle off. And then um, I think, um, haven't confirmed everything yet, but I think if Annie is available for that date, she'll be running the fishing there off of um, that fabulous fishing pier and um, be able to help people that want to learn how to fly fish or with conventional rods and then of course to end it all we'll have some fabulous wild game inspired dishes and fabulous selection of virginia wines and ciders um again that date's going to be october 8th the sign up is not on the website yet i just again have to finalize the details but we've got the date down and that's the most important thing um and i know we'll probably do um, we'll definitely do a couple hunts out there i love the my my becoming annual pilgrimage out there with six guns to do a pheasant frenzy in February. I'll say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, are there any other events um, besides the the Rover, the Dove Club? Um, when when does the season officially open for Little George for upland hunting?
2: So we're a little bit different in that um, respect. I I really like to see the. Leaves falling and the, and the first frost having hit and chlorophyll kind of dissipating, uh, so so we we like that that window of that first week of October to really open our doors for for um, for upland hunting. Okay. And so then, basically,
0: Darren gets back from playing out west, has two days to recoup, and then straight into the
2: upland field at Little George. <laughs> there we go. Um, and and then we like to close about mid March. I think the grounds get tired. And the birds don't act like they like they do uh, in, in January. You get A couple ice storms, and I feel like
0: yeah. I, I remember um, on this last on uh, my closing hunt with you guys this year, you made a really um, really good comment about the fact that when the forsythia is starting to bloom, it's time to start packing it in, and that uh,
2: that proves pretty true. Yeah, time to clean your waders up. Um, yep. And, and we, we find 30 hunts is, is kind of the, that's us for a season. I know, I know some places will have 30 hunts a week, but um, that that's how I'm able to keep those those birds in play, is, is to give them some rest. and. Uh,
0: yeah, and the, whoever books the property, the property is Exclusively theirs during their their hunt,
2: right? Right, and and probably ought to brag a little bit about um, Sarah a little bit. we she she's a local caterer, and uh, she is really about the local. She goes out and gets it, and um, she brings out her own uh, fire grill right there beside the farmhouse. Um, and we're 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 looking at a couple options where where someone could stay, and you know afterwards, rather than just having that. That first round is to stay a little bit longer and, and have that meal. She she's she's put some ribeyes on there that, that we can't find plates big enough for. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I I had a couple corporate groups that enjoyed um, overnighting at the farmhouse. And, you know, she she put on a, a hell of a spread for dinner and then even came back and set up some breakfast and then lunch for after after the hunt. I mean, she just
2: really blew it out of the water yeah you, you would prefer her to darren's uh, brunswick stew out of the can, I, I can you. It, well you
0: know when you're hungry you're hungry however she she does a great job and that again she's got two fire table you can find her on instagram um just two fire table Two fire table um definitely give her uh, some social media love as well while you're at it um Well, Darren, this has been absolutely tremendous having you on the Winged Wisdom podcast. Riley, do you have any other closing questions or anything for Darren?
1: Nope. I enjoyed listening to everything you had to say.
0: Perfect. Well, Darren, any other little tidbits you want to put out there for our listeners?
2: Uh, No. um, Love to see you guys come out to Little George. Um, If, if you know, you're new to the bird dog game, this, this whole crowd is just really inviting and um, certainly you could start with Kate and um, she'll get you started and absolutely
0: absolutely well Darren thank you so much for sharing your experiences um, not only with your vishlas and your operations out there at Little George um, but just your your love of the hunt in general um, looking forward to being able to come out this upcoming season and do it all again let's do it All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. You guys. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Winged Wisdom. If you would like to send in audio messages or questions for future episodes, please follow the message button on our homepage or the link in the feature description. I want to thank Darren Strickland with Little George Rod and Gun for joining us today. Next time, we are chatting with another Little George member. This time, it's Miss Annie Adamson. Annie is a dynamic 16-year-old high schooler who is making it her life's mission to get youth into the outdoors. She's actually started a club, American Jake. So be sure to tune in with us next time as we sit down and chat with Annie Adamson. Please follow Wing and Wisdom each week for shooting tips and tricks and to see what's flying.